You're about to listen to Tadpog. Tyler and Dave play old games. It's a comedy video game podcast. We would like to stress that the hosts are not experts and are really just very crass commentators. Seriously, this is an explicit podcast that happens to talk about video games sometimes. So please enjoy this pretty okay podcast with Tyler and Dave. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another Tadpog podcast. We are just recording a podcast. Yeah. Like, we just jumped right into that. Yep, absolutely. Do you think everybody listening knows that we just, like, just jumped into it? Like, like... We didn't do a warm-up so we might pull something? Yeah. No, we didn't do stretches. Might my, my pull a comedy muscle. <laughs> <laughs> the humorous. That's a... Nice. That's not a muscle. That's but, a bone, but that's still. still. It's in the body. We'll pull a bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bo- it's bump just, some rails, pull our bones. It's just a bone that lives inside of you. <laughs> it's not creepy at all. <laughs> <laughs> your teeth are just your outside bones. <laughs> Don't forget to wash them. Uh, it's a show that happens twice a week yep. where two old guys, normally two old guys play old games. This week, it's one old guy playing an old game, yeah. telling the other guy about it. Oh, I thought you were trying to say that I was young all of a sudden. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you, you look like you've, yeah, in my trip away, you've come back and you look more youthful. My boyish charm. <laughs> Tyler, yeah, while you were gone, I bathed in the fountain of youth. <laughs> <laughs> I slaughtered 20 virgins and bathed in their blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this week we're going to do a Todd Pog. We were going to do Five Nights at Freddy's, but it's my fault because I miscalculated the dates. So next week that'll come out on Halloween, which is ideal. It's all good, man, because, like, this was great because I didn't have to play Shining Force. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let me just say that right off the bat. <laughs> I'm the guy who hasn't played Shining Force. But, like, man, when we switched it from Five Nights to Freddy's, Five Nights to Freddy's. <laughs> you, got five, you got five nights. You better um, get there. Also another game that I haven't played yet. <laughs> so I was glad that it kind of switched because uh, Battlefield 1 came out, and I wanted to rent that uh, from the Red Box because mm-hmm. um, I man, I gotta get, I gotta start playing some newer games too. Like I gotta like stay familiar mm, with this yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I, I understand that. It was good. So yeah, yeah, it was surprisingly okay. the. I don't think I've ever played one. I uh, think I had played maybe the first one, um, but yeah, I thought the campaign was. I'm playing through it still, um, and like there are all these like little intimate war stories instead of it being like a story about one guy from the beginning to the end. They kind of mm-hmm. break it down into like personal stories from like five people. Okay, yeah, it's pretty neat. Hmm. Well, this uh, we're going to be doing Shining Force: The Sword of Haja. For, uh, for the Sega Game Gear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I, okay, great. It doesn't matter because I didn't have to play it. But if yeah, this, either way. <laughs> if this were one of those episodes where we were both supposed to play it, we would have played entirely different games. Because <laughs> I, thought, I thought that you wanted to talk. The original thought, Shining yeah, Force. Yeah, Shining Force for Genesis. Yeah. Have you played that one? I have. Well, let's just talk about that one instead. <laughs> I don't remember that. I, <laughs> I played through sort of Haja yeah. year before last. Right, at Dragon I played Con. for I played through the original Shining Force in two thousand one. Was the last time I played through Perfect. it. Perfect. Well, you had, you've had, you've really had fifteen years to let that game Just digest. digest. <laughs> <laughs> but before we got to all that, got to all that because we already did it. Get to all that. I'm your beard host, Tyler, and I went to Six Flags yesterday. What? It was good. I, I tried to act surprised, but I knew. <laughs> you knew. <laughs> 
because uh, Melissa and I had not like had a night to ourselves, and I had a three day weekend this week, and we were planning let's let's go do something. So you're talking about going to Nashville, going to Louisville, because she wants to go to Louisville and go to that Waverly Hills, that sanitarium, yeah, up there. Where they keep everything sanitary. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's very clean. She yeah. loves it. Oh, man. Just the cleanest house <laughs> in all of Louisville. But it was, it was since it's the Halloween season, everything was yeah. expensive and sectioned off. She's like, ah, eh, we'll go during the off season. Think like, something else to do. Like sectioned off? Like, like you can't, sec- like you have to do like, lives yep. within <laughs> the sanitary. You have to pay certain tiers to be willing to stay overnight or stuff like that to access different parts of it. Oh, they're classists. Yeah, classists. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll, she really wants to do that. We'll do yeah. that eventually. But, and then she, uh, Friday, she was like, hey, let's go to Six Flags. They have all their Halloween stuff going on and it'll be awesome. Okay, yeah. How about, yeah. So we drove to St. Louis, went to Six Flags, their Fright Night Fest, Fright Fest, whatever. All weekend kind of deal? Uh, I think it's like, it was all of October. Okay. What time, like, what time do they close? Do you think they like have the same problem that a lot of retailers have where it's like, oh, the park's closing in five minutes and then people are coming in? Like, they have a different rule. Why do amusement parks mm. get to have a different rule where they're like, it's nine, everybody, everybody get out. the fuck <laughs> out. You don't do that. You don't see that like at the mall. There's no telling like how long people stay because like for this, they were open until midnight. So then at midnight, we were getting on, we were getting on one last ride at like 11.55. And you tell the guy was not pleased he had that many people in his line. Right. He's like, I'm gonna do two more cycles and that's it. And we're done. Interesting. So, so like when you when you control the ride at an amusement park, you're like you're like the governor of that ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just make it, you're just throwing orders out. Just you get out. <laughs> you, you got it. Nope. No ride for you. You're out. Two cycles. <laughs> I'm not up for re-election this year. I don't give a shit. Two, two cycles. cycles. That's it. But of course, I'm a modulary old man going in and i was fucking floored by all the prices everything in the park really it's it was ridiculous like how expensive uh well every meal was at least 10 to 13 dollars a person that's before your drink before anything and every every drink no matter what the size is like five or six dollars so it was at least 20 dollars per person for a shitty meal yeah not no good food what'd you get in the park uh we went to like uh like a smokehouse restaurant uh for lunch was it haunted? Was it part of no. Fright Face? Fright they, they have ri- different rides like sectioned off. Like this is not part of the ride. You I can go you. to this. Blah, blah blah. Oh, so wait. So when you so when you do what you did, and you're like you're there for the for the Fright Night thing, mm-hmm. like you can't go to you can't access other areas of the park, or you you, you can, oh, okay. but people like who don't want to be involved with scary stuff with, know with what Satan, the right. holiday of people Satan. who aren't gonna right. worship Satan. Right. Like we did. No, I get it. I'm into it. So we Let had me go worship Satan. With you guys next <laughs> it's pretty time. good. It's pretty yeah, good. Please, <laughs> for only eighty dollars a ticket, you can go worship Satan. Well, as long as it's going to a good <laughs> <Yeah>. place. <laughs> and we chose one. It's going to be more credit because it's their their Halloween event. Two, we happened to go on like bring a buddy day, so anyone with a season pass could bring a friend friend for free. So there were twenty seven thousand people in the park yesterday. Wow, the one in St. Louis. Uh huh. Oh my god. Everything. Every ride was at least like an hour and a half wait until oh we got God. pretty close to midnight. So we only get to ride nine rides, I think. Wow. Yeah. So was it like... We were there. We opened and closed it noon to midnight and got like nine rides. Holy shit. Yeah. Everything was just insanely long lines. What do you think it... Like, okay, so pretend you're working there. What is that like? Is that like awesome? 
Or is that like, oh shit, this is the worst day ever? Uh, I mean, I've got to imagine even on a slow day, like you're still doing the ride constantly. Yeah, you right. Know, the amount would be full tilt every time, but at least one person walks up, you still have to run the ride. Right. So I imagine it's still pretty busy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know how I would. I don't. I don't think I would be in a good mood if I was uh, operate. If I was governor of mm-hmm. the, the fright machine, I don't think that I would be. I would be so like just surly well, and all, angry. To all be the there. staff that I saw, they were all teenagers. Every yeah. one of them. So like, yeah. no one's sticking around at Six Flags. Like. Right. Or coming uh, in in yeah, Middle Ages yeah, the flags. Yeah, it's they, all... They don't have a good tenure for nope. <laughs> Man, one more year working the fright machine, I'll make pension. I don't know what that means. It's a word that I hear in TV and, and movies. It's like, I don't know what a pension means. Does well, that mean I'm going to die alone and cold and well, hungry? Yeah. And nowadays, it just means you're not going to get any and you have to be angry about it. All right, I gotcha. Enron's going to spin yours. That's yeah, that's all I need to know. But that was that was good. We Seriously, stayed in the hotel across the street. It had a great time. Seriously, what's a pension? Can you explain? Can you explain that to me? Your retirement fund. Is that it? Is that what it is? I believe so. Do I need one of those? Yeah. Okay. All right. Look into that. <laughs> I do too. I don't. I don't have one. I'll so. look into that. <laughs> but on the way back, uh, I text Nikki because I was passing through St. Louis going this way. You text my wife, Nikki. I did. Man, and you, you're looking under your bed. I'm... So I brought this back. <laughs> Holy shit, man. You, you were hiding Emo's pizza under your under bed. Under my bed. <laughs> so this for you. Here's a large Emo's pizza, <laughs> pepperoni and bacon, thin crust. Is this, for, is this just for me? Yeah, or, do or, I have or to, we can, try, or we can try on the show. Like, or... like this. Well, no, no, no. Here's my question. Do I need to share this with my wife or not? Like, when I come home, is she, she going to be like, where's that Emo's pizza? She does know about it. <laughs> I asked her what, what to order you. Oh, that's fucking awesome. Thank you, dude. You are welcome. Would you like to have a piece with me right now? I've never had it, so we can oh. try it. Great. Well, here you go. But, it, I mean, because I was unaware of what what's the cheese I can't remember what it's called, but they don't. It's not mozzarella. It's not like your regular pizza cheese. Because um, I, I was looking at it earlier, because Melissa and I had lunch at a place called Pie, like Pie's Pizza, which was fantastic. Pie's, yeah, Pie, like the uh, the mathematical symbol. Okay. Uh, is it okay. based on the movie Pie? Provel. Yeah, Provel. That's right. Because everyone that's what emos uses. That's what yeah. Because in, inside Pie. Everyone had T-shirts that had Provel and then line, like the mm-hmm. Ghostbusters X through it. Yeah, I have eaten at Pie. I think I ate at Pie um, before Wizard World in St. Louis. We did. Okay, because I remember those shirts. It's really, it made it's really really good. So I, did, I wasn't sure what it was. Then I went to Emo Emos and I saw it on their menu. And I was like, okay, what is that? So apparently, it is a white processed cheese, particularly prop. Uh, popular in St. Louis cuisine. It's a combination of cheddar, Swiss, and provolone that tastes nothing like any of them. Straight from the Wikipedia. So it's like government cheese. Yep. So there is a, yeah. Although popular in the St. Louis area, Provel is rarely used anywhere else. Yeah. I so, like it. And I didn't grow up on it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm unfamiliar with it, but it sounds like, you know, using cheese Whiz on a Philly cheesesteak and stuff yeah. like that, like regional kind yeah, of things. Yeah, a little bit. I may have another slice. This is very nice. Thank you. That's different. I don't think, I mean, it's not bad by any means. It's good, but it's just, it is, I taste it. It is different. Yeah. 
It's almost a little creamier. The cheese is almost a little creamier. You're, you're right, it is. But I'm just going to chow down. I'm just going to eat. I'm very hungry. Sorry, podcast canceled. <laughs> Dave's hungry. Because we, let's see, the Panda Express that we had for dinner in the park. And again, same price. Like, I think it costs us 45 bucks to eat, to at, eat at Panda, Panda Express. Express. Yeah. Oh my God. It's, it was, we had a, we had a great, oh, we had such a great time. But man, eating in the park was crazy. Okay, so if you work at Panda Express, how tired are you of hearing about the Panda Express and Six Flags at meetings? <laughs> yeah. Like your weekly meeting where it's like, guys, store that does the best, this week, we all get free televisions. We get free 4K <laughs> large televisions. But unfortunately, as you all know, uh, the St. Louis Six Flag location is also in our district. <laughs> I hear they're going to have 27,000 people uh, in a day. Each one each one paying about $20 to $25 per person. Yeah. <laughs> so even like if everyone paying discounted, if every single person in that park paid discounted uh, tickets, didn't get the haunted, the haunted house pass, didn't get a flash pass, they made $2 million yesterday before anything else. So that's not counting concessions, anything. And they have to make a crazy, ridiculous killing on concessions. Oh man, concessions. They're all, yeah. and they're all super, super young teenagers. So they're all working minimum wage. So they're not paying their staff very much. Yeah. At least their service staff. Yeah, they're not earning that pension yeah. <laughs> that I've heard so much about. I've learned a lot today. But let's see, some some rides, I haven't been to Six Flags in a while. And like I remember the Ninja being a good ride. Fucking awful. What is it? What is the ninja? Is that a roller roller coaster? Because we rode the ninja, terrible. Uh, But everyone, that was like almost no line to the ninja. It was the only thing in the park because they also had another thing called like a roller coaster where they gave you VR equipment. You put that on and it puts you in a different environment while you ride the roller coaster. Did it make you sick? Did you do it? We didn't do it. That line was double. The rest, I mean, that was at least a two and a half, three hour wow. line. So did not, did not fucking touch that. Doesn't one. it seem like that is something that would totally like they just have to hose out the roller coaster every time because everyone throws <laughs> up on it. <laughs> the only one that almost got me was that one we rode at midnight, like the Fireball, and it's basically just a roll a roller coaster that's only the loop because you would just spin around in the loop. Oh yeah, and it would you know go over the top and. It would freeze for like 10 seconds and then go back down and do it all over again. So that one, that was close. That one made me kind of feel bad. But other than that, and the, the, all the haunted houses were good because lots of the maze tie, there was a haunted hayride that was pretty, that was, we were in line for that for an hour and a half and it was, it was, it was pretty lame. It was pretty lame. Did you leave a Yelp review? We should have. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the creepiest part of that was the guy driving the tractor. So really, and he was not intended to be scary. He was just a really weird dude. <laughs> what do you do? I drive this John Deere tractor around in circles for six hours. You have any children? <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like we. The premise to that haunted hayride was, I guess we were visiting a wrecking yard that was also a toxic waste dump. So yeah. you're just riding the hayride through it while. Mutated people just jump out and scream at you to go home. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's what you want. <laughs> yeah. That's what you want to hear after you paid ninety dollars. Like that's actually what they do with the employees who are like feeling disgruntled that day when they clock in. They're like, "Oh shit, we need to send Jan to the mutated field." 
so that she could work out some of these aggressions. Well, see, I wonder, like, outside of Halloween, what's that big field with all these, like, cars and barns and shit like that is just set there all, all year long? It's the Mad Max thing. <laughs> yeah, they just they just do post-apocalyptic when the Halloween's over. Yeah. But that was, I mean, but the other maze parts where you go in, like, one was uh, this demented toy maker and you were going through his factory uh, that was pretty good. The one, my favorite was the one called Blackout. So you walk in and it's it's just pitch black. The whole time you're doing it, it's pitch black. So there are actors hidden in the corners who jump out or shine lights in your face, but you're just trying to maneuver. Completely. You cannot see your hand in front of your face, pitch black. So it's like the end of Silence of the Lambs a little bit? I, mean, I don't remember. No, I'm not going to spoil it's it. Been a long, I mean, it's, I've seen it before, oh, but it's been a long time. The, the scene where, man, I don't... It's so, is it okay to like talk about the ending of Silence of the Lambs? Like, has it been long yeah, enough? Yeah, yeah. It's where like Jodie Foster is down in the the basement and the lights are off, and um, he's wearing the uh, night vision, and she's not. Oh, okay. That is creepy. So like, I can see like that is not just creepy. Excuse me, I misspoke. That is fucking terrifying. Mm. <laughs> like being in a situation where someone has like so much more power over over yeah. you you know like that is that is really like terrifying yeah. so like that whole like pitch black haunted house thing like knowing there are actors there that can see you but you can't see them that is scarier to me than just you know yeah the because that was scary the and they were all in masks and they would jump out like and they the maze was sorted out where it was confusing like we ran into so many people going backwards because they got turned around mm-hmm. so that was good the toy maker shop they all had really good camouflage because in the toy maker shop, like they had all the creepy dolls hanging out, and we're about to leave. I look up at one, and I'm like, "That one looks a little different." Just to see it come to life and come at Melissa, and I, she's she can't even make a noise. Yeah, she, can't, she just immediately just like covers her face and just yeah. runs. <laughs> but then, like people in like covered in like the a leaf camouflage, hiding in shrubs and shit like that, and jumping out. It was. It was. I was pretty pleased with it, especially for only additional ten dollars to go to all that. So yeah, that sounds worth it. Yep. So how many haunted houses did you do? Uh, I think we did. We got to five of them. Yeah. Okay. So that's pretty good. I mean, considering that you rode other rides as well. Yeah. Because I mean, none of that opened. Most of that didn't open until like six forty-five. What makes? <laughs> hey, remember that thing you said a few minutes ago that everyone I'm sure forgot about. What makes the ninja the ninja? <laughs> like, what makes like? Do you like throw shuriken and stuff while you're on the roller coaster? No, or? no, I just got like a ninja like emblazoned on the on the hood. Do you That's know? It. Do you know how long that ride has been there? Like that has. I remember been there for a long that time. that was the new ride. Um, whenever I first went to Six Flags with my youth group. So that was in the 90s? Yeah. That makes perfect sense then. Because remember when like ninjas were... I feel like ninjas aren't nearly as popular as they were when we were kids. Oh, no. Because it's like everything was everything was ninja, I felt like. I feel... I could be wrong, but I feel like I remember the ninja coming out around the same time Opryland closed. Ah, I see. So... Yeah. That's been that's been a little while. Man, Opryland, that was great. Yeah, the Hangman. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. yes, the Hangman was great. But yeah, that's that's what I did. I stayed inside all weekend. Like <laughs> that also sounds good. <laughs> like seriously, I didn't leave the house. I got home Friday night at seven. I didn't leave the house until we started recording this forty five minutes ago. Good. <laughs> I think go. that's the way to do it. My only complaint is that. My only complaint is that no Pokemon spawn around me that I can catch mm. from Pokemon Go. I had, a, I had a, I mean, they didn't have any good Pokemon to catch inside the park. 
I mean, everything was a Pokestop, but it's just all all garbage Pokemon the whole time. That is a fucking bummer. I think I saw a Machop at one point. I got a lot of Clefairies. I don't have a Clefable yet, so that was nice. I'm a lot closer to that, but I hatched a shit ton of eggs because I was walking around the whole time. Dude, she is so Clef. Yeah, she's, she's Clefable. <laughs> God, she, God, she's so Clefable. Wanna damn see, it. I want to see that oh, Cleft. Damn, I love that Cleft. <laughs> Yeah, I just stayed, I I didn't do anything other than um, sometimes be a dad and then that's most a, most of the time play Battlefield One. That's the appropriate so, amount. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just enough where it's like, hey, remember me? I live here. <laughs> I'm I'm the guy who really wants these cartoons to stop. So, um, like every moment Henry would leave the room, I would like switch it over to Battlefield One just and like because I don't want him to see I don't want him to see just wholesale murder. <laughs> Until he's at least five years old. <laughs> I'm so like worried about shit like that where it's like, because he doesn't know. He's not even two yet. He doesn't know like at any given time what he's watching. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't know A, what it is or B, what the fuck it means. So like I worry about stuff like that where it's like, I don't personally have a problem with violent video games, obviously. Um, I don't really think that it causes any long-term violence. Mm-hmm. I know oh, that. Yeah. Um, so, but for some reason, when it's when it's Henry, I'm like, man, I don't want this to fuck him up. Like, I don't want, <laughs> and also I don't want to be playing a game and the whole time being like, all right, see how I just murdered that guy? That is wrong. Don't do that. We do not do that. <laughs> this game is kind of unfair because all you have to do is just kill one person. They call you a murderer yeah. for the whole rest of the game. Yeah. Well, maybe when he's like old enough. Uh, I can give him a really boring game where it like starts out really exciting and you shoot one guy and then the police you show go to up jail. And arrest, yeah, <laughs> and then, like the rest of the game is like you in jail real time and then your court real time and then like dialogue trees with your lawyer who doesn't give a shit because he's a public defender. Yeah, yeah he's got, I've be... got ten thousand other cases today. Sorry, blah blah blah. Done. Go back to your cell. Yeah. Wait. I, and I think like the the beginning that like where you commit the murder. Let's put that in air quotes. Um, I think that has to be so high production. Like that, you have to sell that as being like, oh my God, that would have been super fun to have continued that three minute segment that starts the game. <laughs> so, like, people, you know, so they get really frustrated in jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a there's a one achievement. It's a it's a platinum, and it's at the very end. You have to. It doesn't matter how it goes. You just have to play 280 hours of this game. Time served. Platinum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, if we can produce that game for like a I don't know like five cents, all we gotta do is yeah. sell just a just a few thousand. Get greenlit on Steam. They'd yeah. love it. I mean, if Desert Bus is a hit, then that would be a hit. It's fine. Yeah, I don't feel like you and I have the uh, je ne sais quoi as uh, the bullshit folks in Teller. <laughs> that was their game, right? Yep. I don't think we could really, I don't think we could sell a game like that. Well, we, we love video games. They hate video games, so it was all just out of spite. Is that really the yeah, case? Like I, it was supposed to be just totally skewering because they don't like video games. That's oh, what wow. I read. So Interesting. I guess, kind of. Also, like, it kind of seems shitty. Where it's yeah. like, I'm not like, hey, I don't like magic fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, 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 I've read Pendulette's books. Yeah. I, I enjoy him enough. I love bullshit the show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Pendulette is an asshole anyway. Yeah. Oh man, that dude's an asshole. It just seems like a weird thing to like go like to a completely other form of media and be like, this sucks. <laughs> So we're gonna make we're gonna one. Make one. Yeah, and you're gonna seems- suffer if you play it because you're a 
bitch. Yeah, that's like, look, it's not brilliant if I go out and put on a shitty magic show. So why is it brilliant? That <laughs> you just start doing thing? magic shows to make people really hate magic. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, look, what's in my hat? Is it a rabbit? No, it's just turds. I'm throwing them at you. Get the fuck out. This is magic. Magic. Look, come see all magic shows. They're just like this. All of them. Everyone. Yeah. Sort of, oh, man, how cool. How fun would it be to like next election year, we just, we, we take all of our Patreon money, every single coin, and just put it towards putting together a smear campaign against magic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like here's the scariest part. Having lived in the South for a lot of my life, I see that going very, very well in the conservative Christian <laughs> yep. parts of the country. Well, we get funded. Yeah. Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> we don't even have to kickstart this bitch. We don't even have to Patreon this. We, it, just, we just, yeah, lobby for it. It's like that um, Pensatucky and Orange is the New Black because she uh, she's going to have an abortion and basically the, the doctor in there calls her trash. So she leaves, gets a shotgun, comes back, walks in the door, kills the doctor. Wait, what? When does this happen? One of the seasons when you're getting her backstory. Oh, okay, I got you. So I thought maybe she got out. So all the protesters <laughs> out front yeah. see her just walk in and kill an abortionist. So her entire like defense fund is all funded by churches because they think she's like a radical, like setting up for Christian values kind of thing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. I think that we should do this thing. Fuck magic. That's, yep, that's, 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 my, that's what it's called. That's, yeah, that's, that's my <laughs> Fuck Magic is also the name of the uh, smooth album I produced. <laughs> uh, I'm Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what the fuck is this game, Shining Force, the Sword of Haja? Mm -hmm. Is this... Okay, so when I searched for that, a whole bunch of stuff came up for Shining Force 2, Sword of Haja. Are there two Sword of Haja games? Oh, wait a minute. I think you're right. Maybe it is Shining Force 2, the Sword of Haja. Can I show you the logo and you can or the title screen? And you can tell me. Yeah. Can you see that's very tiny. That is. That's it. Yeah. That's tiny. it. Okay. So the game, I, I remember the two part because there's another Shining Force two. So that's kind of strange. But yeah, okay. it is weird. It's a weird naming convention. Mm. So um, was the f first Shining Force for Game Gear? Did you play that one? And was that also a sword? The first Shining Force. I'm not sure what it was for. I want to say it was for Genesis. I didn't yeah. play it until the Sega Smash Pack for Dreamcast. And then that's it was included in that. That's when I played it. The Game Gear game was no the the Let's Shining say. Force the man this the, is, the original. Ooh, this is confused cast. <laughs> I am so confused right now. So I, just sort sort of Haja is what we'll call it. Sort of Haja was for Game Gear. Okay, sort that's, of Haja. That's the very first one that I played. Okay, I I had a Game Gear. I got it for Christmas, and I got a few random games. I didn't ask for this. I didn't know what it was. It was just my parents bought it for me. I guess because it looked cool. That's so weird. Because I feel like your parents, you know, your parents... It's not a thing they yeah, normally do. it doesn't do. feel like a normal thing. Cause it's also bizarre because my parents were very much the same. They gave me a Game Gear for, I think, Christmas one year. And it was like, okay, I don't understand why I'm getting this from you two who hate me playing video games. Yep. But okay. <laughs> but I, and surprisingly, like, I put it in and out of the gate, I fucking love this game. Yeah. Oh my God, I loved this game so much as a kid. And I played through it when it got released on the DS store oh, two right. years ago. I and played through it at Dragon Con obsessively. Right. Yeah, you did. You played it a lot then. Yeah. Game. 
It's, it's oh, it's I love all the Shining Force games. I think they're so good. Okay, so I have never played a Shining Force game. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be honest. This is this podcast. This episode is very selfish. I feel like for me because you get <laughs> or me. I said so I want to talk about this game. Well, okay, so we're both selfish <laughs> yep. people. We've settled that. <laughs> so my question to you is: Can you explain Shining Force to me? Like mm-hmm. what? What is Shining? Before reading from Wikipedia. Yeah, I'm, you See got if that? I can tell you. Yeah, I can. I'll try to describe it to you first. Okay. Uh, let's start off as a as a base. Um, imagine Final Fantasy Tactics. Okay. Because you are on a large grid. Okay. You're, Isometric. Nope. Okay. Top down. Yep. Okay. And you're on a, the large map, and you see on one side is the enemy forces, on the other side are your forces. Okay. And then you have some sort of a goal in order to complete this mission as you're basically progressing through the story, battlefield to battlefield. So they're a mission objective. It's not sort it's of. not just like kill all of the opponents? Sometimes it's kill one particular opponent, because sometimes you might be fucking overwhelmed, and there's no way you could kill every single one, so you have to find <laughs> the leader and take it out, and then all the others die. Can I tell you something right now that yes. I'm, not, I'm not bullshitting you? Okay. I wish that you would have told me what the. I wish you would have said those exact words that you said that you just said explaining the game like ten years ago. Because like I am like <laughs> fucking jazzed right now to play Shining Force. <laughs> I didn't realize that it was tactical like that. Yeah. I thought it was just like a straight up JRPG like turn based combat style thing where like positioning doesn't really matter and stuff like that. I mean, getting like behind them or stuff doesn't doesn't really matter. It's still a little more basic than that. I got you. But it's also it's not it's more nuanced than like the rock, paper, scissors kind of thing where one unit is strong against another unit, another unit's a bit stronger than another unit. The Pokemon style kind right. of thing. Yeah. So that does that's not the case in Shining Force. I think it's a little yeah, it's a little there there's there are tons of different classes. Because mm. like in Sword of Haja, yeah. you start out, yeah, top down, you ever goes turn based on speed. Okay. And then you have like speed movement is how many you can move on your turn. And then you have magic or attack item, things like that. So and then you're given, sometimes the terrain is to- totally different. There's one very unique battle in Sword of Haja that I'll get to. But for the most part, and then you have to avoid, you have to go over bridges, so you're bottlenecked sometimes. Right. So you have to be careful of flying enemies can attack you on the bridge and you have no recourse. So you have to be careful about who you send through or make sure you have enough movement to cross the bridge and one go through or you'll get flanked and fucked. So, so does it flanked and flanked fucked? Flanked and fucked. <laughs> <laughs> all spit roasting all the time on flanked So, okay. So question for you there. Does it, how is the UI? Like, cause here's, let me give you an example. Mm-hmm. I love I love Final Fantasy Tactics. I think that's a great game. Mm-hmm. I love the um, War of the Lions uh, re-release mm-hmm. a lot more. I know that's blasphemy, but uh, now, I think I think for the most part, I think War of the Lions is better than the original. Yeah. there are a few things I miss about uh-huh. the original, but I think War of the Lions overall is better. I feel like War of the Lions like tells a story. Yeah, it's the same story, but I feel like I can understand it better in War of the Lions. Translations yeah. a lot better. Yeah. Um, so, okay, but I do have a complaint about Final Fantasy Tactics, and that is I feel like the UI, or not really even the UI, but like how information is displayed to you, I feel like is all weird. Because mm-hmm. it's like in Final Fantasy Tactics, I never once was really like, okay, well, how many movement does this character have? And then like count out squares or anything. Yeah. It's always just kind of been like, I don't know, select this character, uh, go to his maximum range. Like I never really, I never really felt like I was making 
<laughs> well, very good tactical decisions yeah. because it, the information was so hard for me to find. Like, how is that handled in Shining Force games? Uh, I mean, I don't remember any sort of a tutorial, really. You just start after easy battles that get increasingly difficult. Yeah. And But the thing is, like, you also there's another layer added onto it because you also have to sort of decide in, in difficult battles, there will be more treasure chests hidden around the battlefield. So you have to choose, like, if, are you going to go for those? Are you mm-hmm. going to try to get the win? So, but not a lot of times if you go for those treasure chests hidden or obvious that they will, there'll be items in those. Like, like good uh, items? Health, like health bread, which is like a one-time use item. It increases whoever uses it on their max HP by like five. Permanently? Permanently. Oh, yeah, that's There are all deal. sorts of stats that's a to do deal. that on. So then you have to decide, like, when you get, like, the one that increases movement, do you use that on somebody with low movement, or do you put it on top of a higher person so they can really get across the battlefield and take out a general right. quickly? Right, Hmm. What are the classes? Oh, God, there's so many. Almost every... I mean, there are a few repeats, but for the most part, everyone is their own class hmm. with different abilities. So, like... And then the thing about Shining Force that I love is anytime a character reaches level 10 or 20, then they can go get a promotion and get a different class. And that changes the way they look, their weapon set, they get more spells, and they start back at level 1 and progress forward again. So it's kind of like that Final Fantasy 1 style? Yeah. Where you upgrade your class? Yep. And then what I like, sort of Haja, I... I don't remember this being a part of it. I don't remember any special items like that. But one thing I really like that Shining Force 2 does is there will be items you find in Shining Force 2 that seemingly don't have any purpose. Like you can't use them in battle. You can't do anything. Can you get rid of them or do they stay in your inventory? I think you can get rid of them if you want to. But then, like, I never got rid of them because what the fuck is this for? Right. It turns out whenever you go to give um, a, a class a promotion... If it's the right class and the right item, it's in their inventory, they have an option to basically go to a more advanced class oh to God. skip a class. See, that is amazing. I love that. I love that kind of stuff in games, of, especially at this time. But like, dude, I wouldn't who would know that? Know. Are there hints in the game that like can you like Not draw really. conclusions or it's like uh, uh the- yeah, there's like I think one one that I got that I figured out pretty easily was like the like the summoner's orb. Okay. So if you're going to promote a mage, normally they would go from a mage to a wizard. If they have the summoning orb in their inventory, they go from a mage to a summoner. So that one, and then summoners are fucking badass. Is the item consumed when it's... Okay. So summoners, would you say summoners um, are the most powerful class in the game? No. I think Master Monk is probably the most powerful class Master in the game. Master Monk, which, which is just like a like a black belt monk kind mm, of deal? Because uh, Master Monks are promote, promoted from clerics. Oh, right. So okay. clerics are normally, right. like, they're good at healing, but they're shooting at everything else. Mm-hmm. If you find, like, I forget what it, what item it was. Except for fuck give magic. It, give, except for foot magic. Right. Give it to that person. They become a master monk. So then, like, they have excellent white magic to heal themselves, boost themselves. Then their amazing attack, amazing agility, amazing movement. Wow. Like. Interesting. So, okay. And you can get, t- I think, two master monks in Shining Force 2. Um, okay, so how is it how is it handled in Sword of Haja? I don't remember any items like that being in Sword okay. of Haja. But still, your your units do you call them units or your characters? I'd say well, I'd say characters because they're all they're all distinct. I see. There's no like you don't have like warriors or whatever. Every single person has a name, a character portrait. You pretty much find out why they've joined the Shining Force. They'll have some sort of story before you meet them, or they'll join you in battle once or twice. And you'll lose them for a little bit, and they'll come back, and they'll join you. You know, you'll find some other reason. What people I- turn 
traitor against the evil forces and join you uh-huh. and things like that. So you said the Shining Force. What is the Shining Force? Is that their unit name? Shining like, Force is, is the name. Army? I think generally that's the name of your of your troop. Your your because you're. I think at most normally I want to say between ten to fifteen characters on the board at a time, and then you'll have like because you go back to town and you can sub out different uh, people, but so you have to choose a little bit like do I want to focus on more healing do I need more magic in this battle and sub people out yeah because uh, you can have like up to f- like five people alternates but so it's you- also difficult because keeping everyone leveled up is kind is kind of hard and there's not it's not super easy to grind because it's a straight linear progression so there aren't like random encounters and that right. kind of stuff you just Ooh. go from yikes you are in shining force so I'll, I'll dip into the story now shining force okay um prince nick who is the, the hero of this kingdom. The Nickus. He's going to be king. Yeah. He's the Nickest of yeah. Nicks. He, he's, the, he's the bearer of the Sword of Haja. Okay. It gets stolen from him, and then as he's like fighting to get it back, he gets cursed, and it turns his right hand to stone. So he's was one of their strongest warriors, and now... That's a sword in hand, I'm assuming. Yep. Yeah. So you're, he's missing the, the, the artifact, the Sword of Haja, and then they're, one of their best warriors is now incapacitated. So basically the A-team, including Prince Nick, they're going on a campaign. They're going to get the Sword of Haja back from the forces of Iom. The, so, a, the A-team? The A-team. They pile up in their van. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just ride out. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. So like you, you're like a new recruit, and you come in, and they get you know the general tells you what they're going to do, and basically everyone who's worth a shit, they all leave. Leaving you because they're gonna get they're on the campaign to get the sort of Haja back and oh, then they leave oh, oh, okay. they leave the D team you. to guard the castle. I see. That's and you're you. Good. That's you and like four your other four or five friends. Oh, dude, I love this. I love this so, story already. I love yep. this setup. So as you're sort of like they're all complaining how bored they are, yeah. they're staying around the kingdom. Suddenly, it's attacked. Shit. So then, by the sword of Haja. Yeah, by <laughs> it's back. <laughs> it's back. So then you have to you you fight and you figure <laughs> out. Like something's happening. Like a force is going to come up and flank Nick, or something, something like that. You find out a reason, and then you you have to follow him. And you're a lot less skilled. So as you're trying to catch up to him and warn him or help him, then you're you start going on your own path, and you find out more about the story. So you're also doing your own thing as you recruit more people and find out more secrets, and you're trying to help. Till close, still close to the end of the game. That's when you like catch up uh you can recruit prince nick and everything it's all good and basically anybody in this game who has a character portrait you can recruit somehow it's not it's not as complicated as like shining force 2 because like you don't walk around town or anything in this game and in shining force 2 you do and there will be people in towns and there's an overworld map in 2 and things like that you'll backtrack to try and find characters and stuff like that so so is Okay, question for you. Since you talked about how the story's paced mm-hmm. and you don't walk around town and stuff like that, but they still tell a story to you mm-hmm. between missions, I'm assuming. Yep. So in that regard... So right, right before the battlefield, like you'll be camped out, everyone's talking and strategizing, yeah. and then you'll just get attacked out of the blue. Okay. Or they'll be talking and they need to... You need to go get the drop on this person. So it's it sounds similar to the newer Fire Emblem games. Yeah. As, as far as how the story's told? I'd say so. Yeah. Interesting, but it's—I mean—it's an early precursor, and you'll right, see, you'll right, see sure. cutscenes from the evil perspective. Huh. So you'll see like the leader of the dark forces mm-hmm. and his five generals. I see. So and you're slowly as you catch up, mm-hmm. you're 
basically fighting each big chapter event is you killing one of the big generals. Okay. Until you get down at the end. Okay. Cool. Um, how long of a game is it? I mean, I want to say it's a it's it's a pretty pretty even for a Game Gear game like it's like over twenty 10, hours. No, nah, I would say twenty hours. Probably ten to fifteen hours, maybe. Okay, that's a, that's not maybe bad. closer to fifteen. That's not bad. Like that actually seems like kind of appetizing to me because that's like mm-hmm. for like a role playing game. That's kind of a sweet spot, I think. So, I, I mean, I, I I can't speak highly enough. And okay, the overworld map graphics are are decent. It's you know what you're supposed to be. But whenever you attack another unit, it goes into another screen that does look. It's like Fire Emblem. Then you go into the side-by-side, very detailed, and every character has a different-looking attack. And when you get promoted, your armor looks different, your attack is different, things like that. So then it goes into a very stylized battle screen does that make every it, time. Does that make battles take forever? Like it's switching – does it like keep switching from view modes? Like once – like you've got an overhead battle view on the grid, and mm-hmm. then when someone doesn't attack, like it – just switches because you'll go like view? your character will go up to a goblin, right? Confirm that you're going to stop your movement here, click on attack, yeah. choose the goblin, and then it goes to a split screen of the goblin standing there, your character who then swings his sword or casts the spell, and then you see damage happen, yeah, you get experience, so, and then it goes back to over overhead view. Okay, I got you. Um, and the tra- is the transition quick, yeah, between? it's quick, okay, yep, because that's like. I guess that's the real big reason I asked you is because, like, you know how... Did you ever play the Chrono Trigger release on PlayStation where it was, like, part of, like, the um, one of the one of the anthologies that Square did? Oh, everything had, like, a load time. Yeah, everything. it's like the screen... You, like, you'd leave an area, you'd walk out a door, and then the screen would fade to black, and then, like, it would take three seconds, and then it would come back up. Three seconds doesn't seem like a long time unless you're playing a game where it all just involves like walking through doors and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember this being pretty, this, I remember it being, never being an issue for me. Good. Even on the playthrough, I thought it was totally fine. Good. And of course the experience, like if the unit you're fighting is a lot more powerful than you, you'll get a lot of experience just for making an attack that, <clears throat> that barely hurts them. Yeah. But as you get higher in level, you get less experience for attacks and you get the most for killing an enemy. Okay. The most you can get in a single turn is 49 experience points. Okay, that's that's it. Yep. That seems like a small amount, but it's because it's it starts off like one hundred level up, then two hundred, then five hundred. Yeah. So and then eventually, like if you're so you it kind of caps you out of being too powerful because once you're fighting an enemy type and you kill them, you'll get one experience. So it kind of it it keeps you from being like because the only way you can grind is really to fight, leave one enemy unit alive, then escape the battle, then go back and do it again. I see. So. That sounds tedious. See, I mean, I don't think I remember doing that on my playthrough. I don't think yeah. you have to really grind if you don't want to. Yeah. There's some characters like if they're far behind and you want them to catch up, uh-huh. then you have to baby them a little bit. Like a healer, you'll have to like have three other units wear someone down and then defend until it's your healer's turn. Have them come up and do their two points of damage. So then so, they okay. get 49 experience. So points. healers do get experience for killing as well as like killing they get like usually you'll get a lot for healing too if you heal a lot if you barely heal anything you'll get like 10 experience points you always get 10 experience points for using an item on somebody yeah so man you know i love games like this where it's like you're making a a tactical role-playing game i like that Mm -hmm. a lot but the whole leveling process like just makes me I'm, i'm curious if that even matters like if 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 these games should have these leveling systems because 
Um, that sounds like something I would hate to do. I would hate to just like build up a character by doing some lame shit like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's like I don't mind if it's like doing battles and stuff like that. But like even in like Final Fantasy Tactics, this is what I would do. I would um, at the end of a battle, I would keep one enemy locked down somewhere. And then while accumulate. that accumulate, yep, <laughs> and then everybody would fucking use their thing, like their accumulate, mm-hmm. uh, which would gain them a shitload of experience. You do have to do something like that. No, if, I don't if, like if it. You really, if you really, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's necessary, right? <clears throat> but and then healers, like it's difficult. Healers are the most tedious to keep leveled, but eventually toward the end, once you get them decently powerful, then it's not so hard because once you have an area of effect healing spell. Then you're gonna get like 49 experience points every time you cast a spell if you're on a group that needs it. I see. So, but and of course like archer units. So like usually you'll get there's a centaur with a crossbow and then like an elf with a standard bow and bow and crossbows function differently. Like their range will be a little bit different. So it's good to use both of them and then be you know about who you want to go up in front, your heavies and things like that. But everyone, it's not. Everyone's just a little bit different, and I feel like they also will put sort of sleeper characters in there that, like, on your first playthrough, you kind of ignore them. Like, they seem kind of shitty, so you just kind of gloss over them. But then I remember, because the character Luke, who's with you from the beginning, I remember when I first got him, he had hardly any any HP. His attack was super shitty. His movement was super shitty. Doesn't know anything but moisture farming. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I glossed over him. On my second playthrough, I was like, ah, I'm going to focus on him. He he is probably the most powerful character in the game. Really? Because he just he's a slow build, but once you get him to a certain point, he's gaining tons every single level. So he's just one of those I feel like and then some characters are like that. They're just sort of sleeper powerful characters. Yeah. And then there are two hidden characters in Sword of Haja that you have to just you wouldn't know. You have to go up to a random spot. You have to check random spots because you go up, you see a treasure chest, hit check, pick the area, open the treasure chest. Okay. Or if you have to check, but these hidden characters are on the battlefield and you have to walk up and like check a wall and you'll actually see that you can check it, open it up. Because there's one battle where you check a part of the wall and a ninja appears. He's like, oh, you found me. All right. You're you're worthy. I'll join you. (laughs) Boom. He joins you. And there's another battle with Roman columns. If you check the middle one, a samurai appears and thanks you for freeing him and joins you. Interesting. So this is safe to say this game is very high fantasy. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I didn't even know. Like, when you said a a centaur joined you, Mm -hmm. it's like, wow, that is really high fantasy. Like, I'm not even used to that kind of shit from, like, Final Fantasy or anything, you know, where everybody's a very pretty human, usually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the Luke is, I think he's a giant. You recruit a centaur. Um, the gen- I don't know what the the high ranking general under Prince Nick is. He's some sort of dog man in golden armor. Duke Dogman. He, he eventually <laughs> he joins you on a really interesting battle. One of the one of the most terrain focused battles. Where you got to get the frisbee off the roof. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. There's because uh, your army has to go through this valley in order to reach the next part. Okay. And they're like, we do this quickly because if we get ambushed right. here, we you don't want to be in a valley, fucked. right? Uh, of course, you do get ambushed. Sure. And when you're there, of course, the enemies are coming in from the side. But at the other end of the valley, they also set up this machine. So your your movement is super narrow. So you've got enemies coming at you from the front, behind, and from the sides. Yeah. Your movement's restricted, and that thing charges up every three rounds. What does and it do then, when it activates? Uh, a laser beam that goes oh, down the shit. entire length of the valley. It hits the enemies, too. 
but it, I mean, when it hits you, it basically like it will nearly kill everyone that's there. There are little divots in the wall where you can hide characters. Yeah, but for the most part, yeah, it just demolishes wow. you. This sounds like an advanced game. When did this come out? Uh, do you pull it up? I don't know if you have it. I have it. No, I don't. <laughs> okay. It says 1993 slash 94 on the title screen. All right. So I'm assuming Japan probably got it in 93 and we got it in 94. Yeah. That seems like a fucking advanced game for 1994. It's, it was, oh, I mean, I was instantly hooked. I thought they were, it was such a fantastic game. And for the Game Gear, there was just nothing else like it. Were there, so was this the only Shining Force? I, how many Shining Force games are there? Do you know? The Shining Force games, Sword of Haja, Shining Force, Shining Force 2. There is a Shining Force 3 that only got partially translated. Huh. So, I know the so rest we, of it was fan translated. You I can gotcha. download it. Ryan has it for Saturn. I need to actually play it. And then, like, they kind of take a weird departure and things change. So I never really got into it as much. But, like, like I think Shining in the Darkness is sort of a, another take in that world. Or what did they like change? That. Just like the style of gameplay? Or I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So interesting. But that the base, these, those three games, yeah, I think are fucking fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't sound like there are many. I'm just kind of surprised because yeah. it sounds like a cool, it sounds like a cool There game. are plenty of the other spinoff series, but. Just the these core games are the only. I think it's kind of got a bad name. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like. I don't like immediately. Shining Force just kind of seems like I don't know. I hear it and it's like, what is that? Like that doesn't tell me anything about the game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I, I realize it makes sense in the game world. Like the Shining Force is like the A team, but I don't know as an outsider looking in. Like Shining Force, what what is that about? Because it. Uh, let me pull up sort of Haja. Yeah. No, oh, this is our Game Boy Advance release of it. I didn't know that. Of of sort of Haja. Let me see. But Shining, F- what is this? I don't know. Shining Force. Oh, hmm. Okay, I don't know what that's. Game Boy Advance. Shining Force has the same stylized logo. Yeah. Resurrection of the Dark Dragon. I'm not sure. I think. Well, I think that's. Yeah, that's the original. That's the very first one. I uh, recognize so the hero. It just got a release on the GBA. Yep. Yeah. But sort of Haja. Yes, yeah, great podcasting. We'll look this up right now. Fifty nine. Ooh. Fifty nine. What? Fifty nine for uh, the for the Game Gear copy. Fifty nine dollars. Yep. Let's see. Used. Do you remember how expensive Game Gear games were when we were kids? I don't. I don't either. I, I mean, I, I, don't, I guess probably more expensive because like I didn't bucks. have any. Yeah. Because I had uh, the Sonic that came with it. I had uh, Shining Force. <sighs> I feel like I had a few more. I think I might have like seven games, six or seven games total. For the Game Gear. Oh, I had X-Men. X-Men for the station for the Game Gear. I don't think I had that many either, because mm-hmm. like, I remember I had the Sonic 2 that came with it, and I remember for the longest time, that's all I had, because I beat that game. Like That's how, that's how long I had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait long enough to, to get good enough at Sonic 2 for the Game Gear. Uh, Shining Force Sword of Haja. Mm-hmm. It, in Japan, it was Shining Force Gaiden 2. So it was a sequel to... It is not to be confused with Shining Force 2 as... Gaiden 2 is the sequel for the original Shining Force. No, Gaiden. I don't so I guess see how that could be confusing this. at all. <laughs> yeah. Along with Gaiden, oh, the sort of Haja was remade as Shining Force CD, huh. which contains two new scenarios that further continue the story of Cypress. Hmm. Have you played that? I have not. I didn't know that was a thing. I will play it, though. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, having something like this portable, I mean, even though, I mean, I had to keep the game basically plugged into a wall at all times. Yeah, me too. But I get it. But, it, I mean... The only comparable portable experience I had was 
Link's Awakening on the on the Game Boy. But that sounds like I mean I've played Link's Awakening. This game sounds like an entirely different experience. Yeah, it's it it scratches that RPG itch. You know that I mean I that's what my favorite back in the day. And mm-hmm. I I introduced Josh to this game, and then Josh was hooked on Shining Forces. That's where our Lego universe was the Shining Force, and then we go back and forth, and we had each character in their classes, and you know all that kind of shit. Really inspired by these games, but I can't. I, I can't recommend it enough, especially if you like if you enjoyed Fantasy Tactics. I think you'll enjoy this game, although it's it's much more simple because I mean it's much older. But just how it looks or how it plays or what? Uh, be, you don't have all the because there are so many layers in tactics. You know, like what position you are to an enemy, shields, classes, area. I mean, it's a lot more complicated. This has its it's it's more straightforward and and streamlined. Because, of course, you know, it's a Game Gear game. So. Yeah. This is all turn-based, right? Yeah. Yes. I don't think, uh, man, I don't think that I am an RTS kind of guy. Yeah. And I like I like tactical stuff. And I wouldn't even, I don't, I guess Shining Force isn't an RTS, but all this, like, tactical talk, mm-hmm. all this tactical crunch, it just reminds me that it's like, I played StarCraft II with uh, Sandwich Pope Phil and my cousin David last night after D&D. Holy shit, man! I cannot play StarCraft Two, um, nor is it fun because it's like <laughs> it's like, and that was like a weird realization I had last night. Where it's like it kind of make me made me sad. Where it's like it kind of make me sad. <laughs> kind well, of. Welcome to where I talk like a six year old for the rest <laughs> of the podcast. Um, it kind of made me sad because it was like, man, I remember when I really liked like Warcraft Two and. Um, Mm. mainly Warcraft 2. Uh, and then, like, now, I don't know if this was... I think I was just a shitty Warcraft 2 player or a shitty RTS player because, like, Phil is really good at that game. Like, I mean, it's like... And that's where, like, he kind of taught me that, like, StarCraft 2 is all about making very quick decisions, like, as rapidly as possible. Because mm-hmm. it's like... Are you familiar with APM? Nope. That is an acronym. Attacks per minute? Actions per minute. Oh, Okay actions per minute so like it the game keeps track of your actions per minute and that is like a metric of how efficient you are like like how much you can produce in a minute like that is like it's not so fun to me and see what's weird is if that stat had been hidden it wouldn't bother me at all but now that i know it's a measurable thing that the game deems important enough to let you know about it's like oh no i don't think i can ever do actions per I'm minute. not, I yeah. don't think that I can, yeah, I can't do that. That game just sounds stressful to me and not, yeah. not story heavy enough for me to enjoy. Well, see, I do like, I've been playing through the single player and I do like the story. Yeah. So like I might just uh, never, ever, ever do multiplayer again. I think that's totally valid. And just do the single player just to get the story. Yeah. Sorry for that little uh, StarCraft 2 no, break. No, good. Yeah, we needed it. Yeah. <laughs> I could tell. Everyone <laughs> uh, listening was like, God damn it. They just talked they about, talk about Starcraft. Starcraft 2 for just a minute. <laughs> Starcraft 2, the sort of Haja. But I think this, uh, I think it has a good conclusion. Plenty of good and interesting characters, plenty of depth. The story, it's simple and it's kind of trite, but it's still like entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the cast of colorful and varied characters is really good. Have you, you've played Shining Force 2 for the Genesis? I have. Um, how, okay, I, maybe you don't want to answer this question, but Shining Force 2 is on Digital Trends list. Uh-huh. So we are going to be talking about it at some point. How does Shining Force 2 for the Genesis compare to Sword of Haja for the Game Gear? Better in every way. 
Oh, sort of. Shining Force Two is better in every yeah, way. Better in every way. Really? Yep. Wow. It's an improvement on what Fantastic Foundation sort of Hajjah laid down. Really? Holy shit! Yep. I did not expect that because I know how much you love Sword of Hajjah. Oh, Shining Force Two is better in every oh way. Oh my god! Yeah. So, how long of a game is that? Do you recall? I remember it being a. Lo- I remember it being longer. Okay. It's got to be a lot longer. Well, now all of a sudden I don't like it as much. So, <laughs> I, was I ex- mean, it's more because. Was it fifteen hours? I I'd have to look at I have to look up how long to beat. Eh, don't worry about it. But I mean, Shining Force. Of course, in Shining Force Two, there's just there's a lot more to do because you yeah. go town to town and talk to NPCs talk to people, recruit like, like all sorts of things like that. There's way more story, more characters. That's when you can f- explore and find items to get your special class up and and things like that. So recruitment's super important. Yeah, in Shining Force Two. Yep. Okay, can you tell All me... All Shining Forces recruitment is important. Can you tell me how that... Because that makes me think of Suikoden. Can you tell me how Shining Force and Suikoden are related to one another? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it, just that Suikoden is more of your standard RPG fare. It's not the large tactical strategy. It's okay. more of your traditional turn-based, like... Final Fantasy style okay. battle, okay. as opposed to Shining Force 2. But they are both about building an army to fight another force. Every character is different. You need as many, um, many of them as you can. Yeah. Some are better than others. Some are very unique or have special th- qualities. Yeah. They're, they're very similar in that regard. Okay. So similar themes. Yeah, I'd say so. Okay, cool. So we can end as another game that I need to go back and finish at some point. Yeah, I mean, starting over, I need to play through it again, too. Because Suikoden 1 is, I mean, it it does not look good anymore, but... I haven't I haven't looked at it in years, so... It's it's graphics are not great. Suikoden 2 still stands up. Suikoden 2 still looks amazing. Really? Suikoden 2, I think, is one of the Electric best Bicolor. RPGs ever, ever made. Yeah. So... Well, maybe we'll get to those. And Shining Force 2 day. is on in my top 10 of, of all games. Shining Force 2 is yep, on your top 10? Absolutely. Wow. Love that game. Wow. Okay. Does Shining Force 2 sort of haja? Does that fall on your top 10? No, not on the top 10. But like if I were to a top 25, it's in my top 25. Okay. Do you think I would like Shining Force 2? I do. Yeah? Yep. Right. I think you'll like it. All right. Well, we'll see. Stay tuned for, I don't know, a few more weeks and <laughs> find out. I think sort of haja 2, or not, Shining Force 2 on Digital Trends List is like number five or something like I mean, it's, that. It's, it's good. It's up in the top. It's good. Yeah. All right, I hope I'm not disappointed. But this I'm is like, this I hope is so. Shining Force, especially being out on um, the DS store, yeah, or 3DS, like yeah, that makes it, it's a good buy. Yeah, I think it's I think it was 4.99. How much? 4.99. 4.99. I want to say. Wow. So I mean, it's yeah, no, it's worth that. Absolutely. Um, do you want to do your regular thing? You want to do beards and glasses? Sure. I mean, I've got some achievements. Oh, you have achievements. I do. Hi. <laughs> it feels like it's been a long time since I've done this. I don't know why. It's been the normal amount of time. But what achievements would you get this game, Tyler? Uh, my first one is Rush Hour Renegades. And that is when you recruit Rush, who is the the samurai, the hidden samurai character. Uh, the other is Very Dedicated Healer. And that is when you promote Slade, who is the first healer that you get, who is incredibly shitty. Oh, Incredibly really? shitty. If you stick with it, he, he gets one some of those sleepers. He gets some really potent healing spells once he's promoted and leveled up a lot. But getting him there is painful, mm-hmm. painful. I was expecting some Chris Tucker antics with your rush hour achievement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and then the other is Chester Cheetah, and Chester is 
the elf character with a, a long bow. So you have to use a movement item on him and unlocks Chester Cheetah. All right. He's too cool for... Well, cheetahs, cheetahs are fast. His name's Chester. So Chester Cheetah. <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. I got it. Sorry, I thought maybe he had tood. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. Thank you for telling me about Sword of Haja today. You're welcome. I sounds like a game that I would enjoy. Yeah, especially back when you were younger. I think Yo, you definitely. There's no question in my mind. Like mm-hmm. yeah, when I was a kid, absolutely. But even now, if I had the time, I've never. I mean, I've never seen a single ad for any Shining Force games ever. No. So I don't know. Either. I think they were just. They're so good, but like I can't. They're just shittily promoted. They weren't marketed well. So yeah, yeah, that's a bummer. Especially like the art on the Shining Force case is very like '80s fantasy. Yeah, yeah, so. it's weird. It's like '80s fantasy in like '90s colors. Yeah, so it's it does not look appealing, yeah. and you don't looking at it, you're like, what? you don't even know what kind of game it is. Yeah, so. and that's what I think the name. Like I don't think it's named well, like because Shining Force. I don't looking at that box and with the name Shining Force, I don't know what kind of game that is. And of course, none of these three characters on the box in no way resemble characters in the game. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, just poorly planned. Who, um, who was developer? Who developed the Shining Force games? Was it just Sega or what? Sonic Software Planning. Okay. That must be like, that sounds like a division of Sega. So yeah, it came out on the Virtual Console 2013. So I guess I played it. Yeah, I played it in 2013 because I got it like shortly after it came out. That makes sense. Series is just called Shining. Shining? So, see how many games. Shining's a series of... Oh, because there are dungeon crawler, strategy, and action RPG, all that fall under the Shining umbrella. Because, yeah, there's Shining Soul, Shining in the Darkness. Um, that sounds like a song or something, doesn't it? Shining <laughs> in the Darkness. Doesn't sound like a, is there like a Dio song, like Rainbow Rainbow in the Dark or something like that? Or, That's what oh, it reminds me of. Who is, I can't remember that one group. Damn it. Shining in the Darkness was the first person dungeon crawler. Shining in the Dark! <laughs> <laughs> Shining Force, turn-based strategy-style tactical role-playing games uh, with battle scenes acted out in sprites. Other spin-offs are Shining Soul, a dungeon-crawling action role-playing game with roguelike elements. Interesting. So, it's pretty broad. Yeah. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. If you were to give this game a beard that sums up how you feel about it, mm-hmm. what kind of beard would it be? I would have to give it the... Uh, the ginger-ish beard of King Arthur from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like that beard a lot. It's not for everybody. It's kind of it's kind of silly at times. Yeah. A dark a, a a comedy dark comedy take on medieval times. Uh-huh. But yeah, <laughs> there you go. I like the term gingerish. Gingerish cuz like it's that. it's kind of brownish like a daywalkerish beard. Yeah. <laughs> Half blood, <laughs> Tyler. Yes, Dave. That was a very good beard. I liked it a lot. But if you were to give this game a pair of glasses, mm-hmm. it sums up how you feel about it. What kind of glasses would you give it? Uh, here's here's a Reacher. So I'd have to give a it Jack Reacher. The, Jack Reacher's glasses. Jack Reacher. Is that a guy? Is that a guy from a movie? Jack. Is it Jack Reacher? I think it is. Maybe. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Cruise. Tom, Jack it's just something. Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, Reacher? Reaper? The sword that is not a sword that looks like it's made of glass from uh, the Wheel of Time, which oh. is Kalendor. Kalendor, the glass sword. It's Yeah, it's a... It, it, that's a whole different conversation. Is it what, is but, it what keeps female warriors down in that univor, universe, the glass sword? Sorta. Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> sorta. And our universe is the glass ceiling, and theirs is the glass sword. Because it is a powerful... 
because I guess women can't use it. I think only men can use it. It's it makes men channeling way more powerful, right. way more powerful. Interesting. So, huh? Cool. Yeah. I don't need to read it because I got it all figured out. <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> so I have to get. I give it that because it's just like the sort of Haja is yeah. this, which a lot of you get special items in the game that are what unique items you cannot buy in the store. Mm-hmm. And then the thing that's special about them, besides having high attack power, is that you can use them and they'll basically do a powerful magic spell. Like the Atlas Axe, which you get toward the end of the game. When yeah. you kill a general, get her axe. And when you use it, it casts Blaze 3, which is the second most powerful fire spell in the game. So huge, just, huge range. So when you use it, how do you mean? Like when you swing it, it does it? Or? When you just go and go to, instead of attacking unit, yeah. go to item, use the Atlas Axe, and then you can basically have a warrior cast a powerful Blaze 3 all over the place. Is there a limit on how many times you can You can usually do it? use them twice before they start to crack, huh. and you have to stop, go get it repaired. Oh, wow. You can use it one more time after cracks appear, then it breaks and it's gone. I see. So, except for the Sword of Haja, never breaks, never cracks, and has like a super powerful spell on it. So. Okay, so if weapons grant you spell-like abilities, what is the point of having a magic user? Uh, they or, use it a lot more often. I see. So you don't have to worry about your shit breaking. And then you really, there are only like three or four items in the whole game that you can I use see. that do magical I effects. See. So spellcasters, I'm assuming, more versatile as yeah, well? Yeah, because they'll have four spells that each have four different tiers or whatever on okay. them. I gotcha. Okay, cool. So. Neat. Do, do what? So what glasses? Uh... Calendar Cal- held up to your eyes ah, like glasses. Okay, I got you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I see why you were putting that one off. It's a reacher. <laughs> no, it's a Jack Reacher. Pretty sure it's Jack Reacher. <laughs> Tyler? It's all got. That was good. I like that. What do you want to do now? <laughs> uh, we can probably take one or two call. you wanna take calls. A, you want to take a call or something? Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Oh, I, I wanted to talk about this game. I like it. I like this because like... Um, I like it when you talk about games that you like. Yeah. Because you actually talk about the games a lot when you when we do it that way. Yeah. Sometimes on the show I feel like I'm yelling about games. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it sort of makes me sad nowadays because like there are games that like you've I've played you haven't games that you play that I haven't that we wanted to play desperately. Right. But it's just like it's not gonna it's just not gonna no, happen. No, it's not gonna happen. So no, it's, it's just, not. Because sort of Haja, I would love for you to play. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'd love to but play it. It's not like I can't imagine you unless unless you get it on your DS and just play it like in the bathroom at work right. every now and then and right. take you forever. Right. But like it's not so important that you have to do it and it's not like don't put off this other game to play it cuz your gaming time's limited so it's I just know. like it's yeah. weird. It, isn't it weird being in your 30s? Like where this like <laughs> mm-hmm. this was ne- in uh, any other decade of my existence was this an <laughs> issue where it's like I don't know where I'm going to find the time to play games. Cuz what was it on Reddit? Um Somebody had said like, because there's never just a good time for you because when you're when you're young, you have plenty of you plenty of time. Yeah, you don't have any money, but no money. And when you're old, and plenty of energy to play the games. Yeah. When you're middle aged, have plenty of money. You don't. You have enough energy, <laughs> no time. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wait, what do I have plenty of? <laughs> energy. What, what is money? <laughs> well. <laughs> we could buy more games than our parents would buy us back in the day. That is true. <laughs> For good or Look bad. at my Steam library, yeah. like my parents. Right. And then, yeah, when you're old, you have time and money, but you just don't have the energy to do it. Yeah. So I will. I'm making that a promise. Yeah. Yeah. Governor <laughs> Governor of the Fright Machine is going to have fucking energy. <laughs> I guarantee it. Uh, Tyler. Yes. We have a text message mm. from 520 who says, 
piercings, colon, the only reason I don't get a Prince Albert is not being able to masturbate for six months while it's healing. <sighs> you think it would be a needle and gooter, but no, it's the lack of jerking. <sighs> Thoughts? I could never. You could never? Could be- never. Because of the six-month wait? Nope. Because of the pain? That, and I don't think it looks good, and I'd worry about the damage that it, I mean, yeah. one slip up, and I feel like it's going to be... It's gonna be bad. Like, like what it's do you just... mean? Wait, wait, one slip up. Like when they're installing it? Yeah. Why if it goes in a little sideways? Why if it hits well, a part it shouldn't go? Well, it then shouldn't. You, then you just got a little bit of a sideways Prince <laughs> Albert, I guess. <laughs> it's like mm-mm. it's not about how it looks, is it? Isn't it about like? I mean, it's got to be part of it, right? You don't think it has to do with feeling? I don't know. I I guess I don't get why anybody would do it. What does it do? What's it good for? I is don't. It good? I know. I'm asking you. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't does, know. It, does it make uh, Does it make your wiener feel more pleasurable when you're inside somebody? I wouldn't think so. I mean, not to you, right? But maybe to them. Maybe to them. Like, if you, I mean, I imagine you could attach. You put attachments on it that I imagine would. Well, I'm just kind of thinking like a like a tongue ring kind of thing because like that is a very uh, contrasting sensation. But I can see it also like getting hung in there. And no, I don't like. Well, there's what is it for it to hang on? What are you putting your wiener in? There's something for it to hang they're, on. They're vagina bones. No. They're like pockets. No. Like hooks just hanging yeah, out inside. Yeah, there are hooks in no. there. No, please don't. It's, I don't. Ugh, no, when, I don't. Women, human women and ducks, they have like <laughs> human, human women inside of ducks. <laughs> they have that. I can imagine you have it, like maybe you hit the cervix and it hangs in there or no. something. Like, oh. I don't know. I don't think so. Like, are you just worried about, are you afraid of being stuck inside the same person forever? I'm afraid of just ripping someone's insides out. Oh, that makes sense. (laughs) That would kind of be a bummer, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Sorry about that hysterectomy. Yeah. Oops. Well, thanks for texting, 520. Uh, Here is another text. This is from 763. Who says, did you like that voice? That weird one? Yeah. Let's let's get right into (laughs) it. Uh, Welcome to the stage. Yeah. <laughs> Hands together, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a pretty kitty. <laughs> 763 says, fucking Tadpog, colon. Dave, you said you would fuck this oop. Promised. Earthbound, <laughs> Chrono Trigger, Sunic, Herzog's Vi. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you. Thank you, 763. Uh, great message. Here is a voicemail from 757. Guess who didn't check to make sure volume was right for for, for calls? All right. Here we go. Let's see what happens. What's up, Tadpog? It's your beloved Adam. Adam. It's about 9 o'clock in the morning on Monday, June 20th. I am wow. driving. Can I just pause that for a moment? <laughs> It feels weird for somebody to say June 20th. Mm. We're almost in November, dog. Yep. That's how bad we are about keeping up with these. How bad I am. I'll, I'll, that's, that's a me thing. Uh, all right. Sorry, Adam. You're, you're back. Uh, about 30 minutes away from my house to where where I go to church and where my family lives and my wife's family lives, uh, a buddy of mine that uh, has become a recent friend of mine about the last six months uh, moved to Virginia from North Carolina and started working at our church and uh, just became a really, really close friend of mine. And uh, things just didn't work out for him here. It wasn't a good fit for him. He just figured out that, that this wasn't what he wanted to do and actually has a new job with um, uh, the Baptist State Convention down in North Carolina, which is going to be a, a better fit for him. So uh, it's always good when you find, you know, where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. 
Um, but I'm driving over to his house now to drop off of a bookshelf that I built for him and his family. Oh, um, we'll take one. And uh, it's bittersweet because I'm excited that he is uh, finding the the calling that he wants to be doing and has the opportunity to do it. But it also sucks because he's one of my closer friends. And um, I don't know. It's weird being, tw- being in your 30s, newly married, because you don't have as many friends as you feel like you do. Nope. So when a friend does leave, you almost feel like, man, well, who do I hang out with now? You know, so uh, it's a good morning, but uh, it's a little sad just because the friend's moving. And uh, it made me think of you guys and uh, just really wanted to call in and say thank you for uh, befriending the Tadpog Nation and um, and just doing what you guys do consistent, consistently, faithfully, and um, and just uh, just doing all that you do. We really do appreciate it. I'll speak for everybody. And uh, uh, I also wanted to let you know that yesterday marked nine months that I've been married to my wife. And the significance of that is that I've been listening to Tadpog longer than I've been married. <laughs> nice. I feel like there's very few people in that club, so I'm proud to be in there. Chandra so, and Paul. Um, yeah. If you guys ever stop recording... That's bad news for my wife because I think I'd like to keep it this way. So, <laughs> guys, for the sanctity yeah, of my marriage, you got to keep going. So, um, hopefully, that encourages you guys. And uh, just want to let you guys know that I love you. And uh, hopefully, I'll call soon with something something less touchy feely, unless you dig it. So, I'll touch and feel whatever you want. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> do you dig it, Tyler? Do I you do. like the touchy feely? No, I like it. Like every now and then, I think yeah. it's good. Every now and then, I agree. Yeah, yeah, it is nice to like um, get real. It is, yeah, and it's like, hey, we're all humans. You ever have a mm-hmm. moment where you're just like, we're all humans. That's it. Yeah, whenever I fuck something up, I'm like I'm just human. Oh, really? Is that is that your go-to? No, <laughs> human error. Yep. So sorry, I'm not know. a machine. It's just weird where it's like there are moments I have where it's like that guy, like that guy and that woman running for president. They're just humans. Isn't that so bizarre? Mm-hmm. It's like they're just humans. It's like they're not like any different than us. They're humans. <laughs> but it doesn't feel like it. No. Have you had any close friends move away? Well, you moved around a lot, so I imagine you can sympathize with this. Yeah, I moved around a whole lot. But I think it's different as a kid because it's like, I mean, there's school. When you move around as a kid, you just go to a new school and there's guaranteed to be kids there. When you're, I think when you're older, like once you're out of school, it's like, yeah, you can like you'll meet people at a job, but they're not going to be your age. They're not going to have mm. you know. It's very rare you find the compa- and, a compatible friend in the yeah. workplace. Like I think Bobby that I work with, I've been friends with for two jobs now, is like he's the rare exception for me yeah. having a long term friend from work. Yeah. So it's like I can't really think of anyone anyone else. Yeah, I I met a lot of friends at work at Apex, but that was also while I was in school. Yeah. So it's like I, that was like yeah, that was like the Breakfast Club. Like yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it was. It was like the, the it was honestly like, and I was I was working at Apex when I was a freshman and sophomore in college too, mm-hmm. and it was like I would that's the best fraternity I was in. I was uh, in the best fraternity yeah. because it was just like a bunch of people who worked together who were all like we were fucking brothers and it's really weird to put it that yeah. way but we were i mean it's like i'm very close even to the people uh who i worked with there uh who i don't keep in contact with on a regular basis i have this weird bond to them where i feel connected to them 
Yeah, because I mean, I've some people that work there. I've met through like you and Brandon mm-hmm. and John Turley. John Turley being one of them because yeah. there's like that group of people where you experience like some of the best, like one of the best jobs ever for a few years together. So yeah, it's it was weird. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that. Um, whenever I don't get to spend time with um, a lot of those guys, um, and I kind of like wonder how they're doing that kind of thing. So like, yeah. I, I get it. I I totally get like. At this age, man, it's hard. It's hard to lose a friend. Yeah. So it's difficult to make friends and keep friends and then keep in contact because people are always moving. They're going to different colleges, having to go to different cities for work. And so you have to be flexible. Yeah. Like that's one thing that I've learned. And it's like, I feel like that's a thing that I'm trying to get better at every day is like, like every year that passes, it's like I realize that in order to keep friends at this point in my life, I just got to got to be flexible. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can't like get tied up with petty bullshit because there's no time to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Like when we were in our twenties, there was plenty of time for that drama. And like, I feel like now it's just kind of like, just, I don't you know. You let man. petty bullshit get to you and you haven't spoken to them for two years. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Ooh, All of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. That person. And then it's like, Oh, well that's too far gone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You think about it a couple of years down the road and it's like, Oh, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to build that bridge back. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. The older I get, the scarier that is. And, yeah. And, you know, because as we grow up, you know, things, other things are more important to us than they used to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. I get it, Adam. I do. I understand. That's about time. <laughs> yeah. Ended on something real. Or do well, you want to do one more? Let's do one, one more. more. Yeah, because this was we got really we got really deep into that touchy yeah. feely. I felt like I opened up. I hope everybody yeah. appreciates that. <laughs> Here is a call from Taryn. Good morning, Tad Pog. Good morning, Taryn. Hi. You're doing well. Yes. Um, I believe this will be the morning after Jacob's wedding. Oh boy, it was so a while ago. I hope <laughs> that you're all still sleeping in because it's still fairly early. No, we recorded. Uh, and by the time you play yep. this, uh, Jacob and Galen will probably have three children. So, mm-hmm. uh, best of luck to them. I hope you had a great time. But the reason I'm calling. I'm getting into the episode while driving, and Tyler, I'm fairly disappointed that you don't know time of the season, because it is featured in a Friends episode. Um, is it really? The the one where Janice, I don't know the name of the actual episode, but the one, I think it's the one with the flashback or something, but the one where Janice asked, had any of them slept with almost. any of each other, or had any of them almost slept with each other? And when Rachel is like the real ritzy, you know, rich girl bitch, and she comes back to Central Perk when it's still a bar, when they're about to turn it into Central Perk. Oh, I didn't even know that. And mm-hmm. she's been flirting with Chandler the whole night, and she hits the jukebox, and that's the song that's playing. Uh, you know, you should know things like this. I mm. am fairly disappointed in you right yeah, now. I don't remember that and at all. Actually, I don't even hear music. My most favorite band, Dave Matthews Band, does a phenomenal cover. Oh, I didn't know that. Like David the Gnome and Gummy Bears and um, 
under the umbrella tree, I would really appreciate it. That would be great. Just like as a bonus disc. Um, I will talk to you all soon. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, Taryn. You're welcome on my album, Fuck Magic, anytime. Anytime you want. Anytime you want to lay down a track. Anytime you want, fuck magic. Uh, you just name. You name. You name the time, and you know the place. <laughs> um, Taryn got a shirt. She did. I know, and we don't Sta- even... standard t-shirt, not tank top. She could make her own though. I've True. Seen, I've seen people cut them sleeves off. Yeah, we need some Blair the Cable Guy shirts. So you've got a sleeveless Tadpog t-shirt. I think it might look a little different on a woman. <laughs> <laughs> the sleeveless looks kind of nice on a woman. Not, not necessarily. I don't know what the. I guess it's because I don't have big arms, but like, I don't understand the point of a sleeveless shirt. I don't like. It. I don't like them either. I just don't. I never get wear it. them. And then, like, even to like work out in, I just I don't yeah. do it. I hate it. What do you? So what? Why don't Why don't you like it? You got those nice. You got those nice man arms. No, uh, no, nah, my arms from gaining and losing. I've got a little bit of the extra seat on the back of my arms, so I'm not. I mean, I've had bigger arms before, but yeah. I've still never been like comfortable in them. Yeah, to, sh- to to wear a sleeveless shirt. That's interesting. I just like the way it feels either, and I really hate the sleeveless t-shirts where they cut the sides all the way down to the bottom oh, of it. I know, so it's the right? big. I fucking hate those. I don't want to see some dude's nipple at the gym. Mm-mm. That's like a day ruiner. I don't like. I don't want to see a sweaty, hairy nipple. I don't want. Well, to do even it. even a girl wearing a sports bra underneath it. I just don't. I just, oh, I love I just, that. I just don't like those shirts. <laughs> I, I do like love all. that. So I kind of love it, but I also kind of hate it because it's like going to the gym is very much like just keep my eyes fucking forward or closed because <laughs> it's just like I don't. Why well, is that got the electrical with his eyes closed? <laughs> right. <laughs> He must be working hard. Nope, he's just trying not to get either grossed out or frustrated. <laughs> There's no middle ground. There's no middle ground. Where it's just like these are humans. See, that's your point. Like Magneto finding the point between serenity and anger in in first class. Like find the balance between frustration and gross disgust. There's no. I mean, it's, it's just, that's where you can run. I know. <laughs> Yep, it's weird. I wonder how real people do it. That's when I don't feel like a person, when it's just like, here's everybody just walking around, not thinking what everyone else uh, looks like naked. (laughs) Or they are, and everyone's just pretending. Yeah, I hope that's the case. Everyone has that tight social contract. Maybe I just have, maybe I just, uh, my mutant ability is uh, just imagining people naked. That's just it. That's my superpower. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a blessing and a curse because I can't turn it off for anybody. It's like that telepathy that you can't help. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's that's all I got. We're definitely at time now. All right. Let's close it out. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. You can find the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So don't miss the next episode. We're back. Original Flavor Wednesday, counting down through Digital Trends Top 25 Sega Genesis games. What's next? Pulse Man. Pulse, you t- told me that? All right. Pulse Man. Pulse Man. Pulse Man. Pulse Man. Chet Pulse Ooh, that's a good name. That's a power name. That's that's weird. That's my, maybe not a power name, but like an early 70s porn star name. Or not even a porn star, just like a male escort. Chet Pulseman. Have you seen Gigolos? Is that the movie with Rob Schneider? That's Deuce Bigelow, male gigolo. No. Which I, Blake, Blake Woods loves. Really? Blake Blake Woods loves it. Is, loves it, is it. it an underrated comedy? I've no, never seen it. it's not good. <laughs> what? Especially now, it's not good. What but is what is Gigolos? It's uh, it's one of those HBO sex reality shows, like Real Sex or Polyamory, yeah. but all about male escorts in Vegas. Uh, interesting. And they are all just like, if you wanted to 
if you wanted to assemble your own douchebag Justice League, oh, it's, really? it's, the, it's yeah. this cast it's of Gigolos. The, the Sinister Six. Yeah. Yeah. It's, pr- it's, it's, really? it's hilarious in how just awful they all are. Yeah. Do you think that that is how um, our wives might feel when we're watching like the Bunny Ranch? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Where they're like, I cannot no, believe these Melissa, women. Melissa loves Cat House. Like, yeah. we, we've sat in and watched all of Cat House together. Yeah. So. Well, I think you can still love it, but resent the people in it. That's my point. <laughs> well, most of them, she's just like, there's like, why does she even work there? <laughs> who's picking her in the lineup? Like, oh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I don't, know. I don't know who's picking that girl with Isabella Soprano standing right there. You're right. I don't get it either. Yeah. I don't know. The decision is clear. <laughs> I've never seen, I, maybe I've seen a little bit of that show, but mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't seen all of it. It's, enter- it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There, is there a lot of those? There's two seasons, and I think the documentary-ish movie that started it. Huh, cool. So, yeah. Have you ever thought about being a gigolo? No. I D- mean, Dick's not big enough for that. Oh, is that is that holding you back? I don't think, but I some... imagine that, that I don't like interacting with strangers enough <laughs> yeah. to walk <laughs> right. in and just be able to fuck a stranger. Uh, yeah. Now, what do you think that's like? Because I'm not either. I don't know how I would handle that. I guess it would just be like... I would be the worst gigolo. Like anyone who ever bought time with me would just be like, oh, this was a fucking mistake. Because I would just ask a lot of questions like, um, I mean, do you want me to take my pants off? Is it time to do that? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Are you, uh, yeah, um, are you um, hungry? (laughs) Do do you like Jack in the Box? (laughs) You ever had a slice of Emo's pizza? (laughs) I would try to prolong sex as long as possible. Like, try to get out of an hour without actually, like, with, with any means possible. Oh, oops, I shit myself. Do you, I mean... Can I s- go? No, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just right. give me a second. Yeah. <laughs> mm, uh, let's you remember see. that time that I derailed the outro? <laughs> fine. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I just biggest marketplace, so please... Find us on iTunes. Give us five stars. Write a review. Yeah, uh, you can go to. You can buy shirts. We have shirts on Amazon. Yes, just type in Tadpog. You'll find our shirt. It's the blue one. The blue ones. And you can leave a five star written review there. That would be really cool. So uh, you can also come. Patreon people can also comment on Patreon. Man, because there's we on all about, the episodes and all that. We so. gotta talk about Patreon people. Yeah, yep. we owe them a bonus episode. Yeah, we gotta do that. October's not over yet. I mean, we're late, but we're like, if yeah. October ends and we do not have a bonus episode, I'm going to feel like a shitty human yeah. being. No, it's, we were supposed to, everything would have lined up yesterday to have done one, but I decided to do something with my wife instead. So I, I derailed that process. So I don't, we'll no make one, up for it. No one's blaming you. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just saying, man, ooh, we got to, yeah, we, we got to yeah, do we got a week. We got to do it. We're running out of time. <laughs> yep. TikTok. So, um, yeah, so if there's a guest host you want for an episode, a game you want us to play, a uh, Patreon request, we're on Facebook and Twitter too. So just get in touch with us and whatever you ask, we'll get to that eventually. eventually. Don't worry, guys. Like Tyler said, we're going to be back. We're going to be talking about Pulseman. Chet M.R. Pulseman. He's got two <laughs> middle initials. That's how fucking gigolo he is. <laughs> Uh, in the meantime, you can always find us on tadpog.com. That's where the show notes live. Hey, guess what? I enjoyed this conversation with Tyler today so much that I didn't make many notes. So it's you can check it out if you want. I'll have a link there to uh, the Deuce Bigelow trailer. That's for sure. Can't find that on your own. I know. So it's right there. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash tadpog. We're on Twitter. We are at tadpog underscore podcast. It's cumbersome. I realize 
big, big thank you, uh, everyone out there, for uh, retweeting us, especially our episode announcements, because it helps spread the word. Um, as I, we mentioned earlier, when I was shaming ourselves, uh, we do have a Patreon. Uh, if you enjoyed the show and would like to reward us with money or bookshelves, Adam, mm-hmm. uh, you can find us at patreon.com slash tadpog. Um, I want to take a moment to uh, thank a few people who have recently pledged. Uh, Micah Perdue, a.k.a. Exalted Lord Micah Perdue, still riding that penny train, uh, still doing it right. I'd like to thank Sandwich Pope Phil Hawkins, a.k.a. Phil Hawkins, for um, upping his pledge recently. Thank you very much. And I'd like to thank Brett Miller as well uh, for recently upping his pledge. Uh, You guys are amazing. Thank you very much. You can call us if you want, uh, leave us a voicemail or a text message at 270-883-2555. Um, as you heard, we're now taking calls from June. Um, <laughs> so they're, don't expect to hear it real soon. That's my point. Uh, but still, please call because I love looking at that uh, large number. I'm a numberist. <laughs> it gives me yeah. great pleasure to look down and be like, this many people have called us. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's see. You want to send us something? I don't. I would just give it to you. That's true. That's true. You probably should. <laughs> oh, you're not talking to me. My bad. <laughs> so if uh, there's like a game you want us to, to expedite and play or food you want us to try, wh- whatever. Kinda. You want us to throw away your garbage, you know. Yes. Nicole has to get it first, so just put that into consideration. And I know she uh, sent me a message today. Uh, there was some new stuff in the P.O. Box. Fucking so A. Awesome. I didn't have time to get it today, but yeah. it's hopefully sometime this week. Awesome. So if you want to send it, is us anything, yeah, that is Tadbox Studios, care of Nicole Nance, uh-huh. P.O. Box, P.O. Box three seven eight five, Paducah, Kentucky four two zero zero two. How confident are you with that address? The number I'm fine. I just got I just got derailed in my in my repetition. Okay, gotcha. Uh, what else do we do here? Uh, our intro is Moves by Sycamore Drive. Mm-hmm. A link to that track can be found on the show notes at tedbog.com. Yeah. Guess who hasn't said that in a long I'm time? I'm about to say, it's been a while since Me. you said that. <laughs> Me. I struggled through that. I was like, <laughs> as I was saying it, I didn't believe my own words. We also have an Instagram, tadbog underscore podcast on Instagram. Yeah, we have a Twitch channel. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Just search for Tadbog on Twitch. We have a, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. We have a Steam group, which we haven't mentioned in probably three and a half years, but people still keep joining it, which is crazy to me. That means that either people are listening to our old, old episodes where we've mentioned it, or people are actively searching for Tadfog on Steam, which that's, is like, that's awesome. Which like makes my eyes bleed because it's just like, I can't believe it. It's just like, I don't understand what's happening. So that's really neat. Um, if you want to join our Steam group, it is public. Uh, so just just join it. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. Um, so how would you have to close this out, Dave? Um, like two chickens who are about to be um, about to be murdered for human consumption. Okay. So until next time. like that you were, wow that was good you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of uh kids in the hall <laughs> oh, the chicken <laughs> the lady chicken lady when she has a yeah when she orgasms i used to live here <laughs> <laughs>
when she comes on that fucking uh, horse ride. <laughs> if you could have exploded into gingerish <laughs> into feathers. feathers, that would have been great. <laughs>